happy men's day. If you have a man sitting next to you, can you please give them a gift of a smile? Are you sure? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, church, for doing that. Our men deserve that. You know, that gift of a smile you gave them, we take them a long way. And you are blessed for doing that as well. Can we bow down our heads as we pray? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for your grace upon our lives, making us to be whom we are today. And as we proceed to receive from you, from your word, the entrance of your word gives lives. We receive it today with thanksgiving. Let the word of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable unto you. Take control of everything, our thoughts, our looking, our heart, our every attention, and let your name be praised. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 2022 Men's Day. We are grateful for the things of God in our lives. Brethren, without the grace of God upon us, we won't be here or be whom we are today. I believe throughout this year, you've been hearing about the grace of God from almost all the ministers in different dimensions, and the word of God is the same, and it's one forever. Today, we continue to talk about the grace of God as well, and the topic of today is the good news of the grace of God. Can we say it together? The good news of the grace of God. Let's read in the NLT version of the scripture, Act of Apostle, chapter 20, verse 24. Act of Apostle, chapter 20, verse 24. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. We all know how we define grace, unmerited favor, the gift of God. Everybody has different definition. But today I want to take us further from defining the grace as the unmerited favor. It is, we are right, we are correct. All that makes God to be God is called grace, and without the grace of God, we cannot function as believers. Even it is the grace, by grace we are saved. You know, there is savings grace. And there is saving grace. And that is the grace that comes upon us when we receive the gospel. Our eyes of understanding were opened. We receive. I see that saving grace makes us, give us the right as children of God, to have access to every other blessings that God has for us. Without that savings grace, we cannot be partakers of every other blessings. See, salvation is not the only gift of the grace. It's just one of them. 
Because when we're talking of the grace of God, we're talking of a lot of other things that is called God himself. Your father is rich, has a lot. So we really thank God for that. I would say that grace is an inclination of understanding of the limitless provisions and the possibilities that are contained in God. Limitless provision and the possibilities, all the possibilities that are contained in God and that can only be accessed through Jesus Christ. Every possibilities, every provisions that God made available, that is God himself, is called the grace. In as much it comes only from the office of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said limitless provision. We can continue to name them. We can continue to mention them. You, if, if I called five people out now to talk to us about what they had received from the grace of God, what the grace of God has brought upon their life, you will see that it varies. So it means you, you can limit it. God has a lot to give us. So when you have this understanding of the limitless provision and the possibilities that are all contained in God, when that understanding really is on you, you have the clue, you get it. It means you have the grace of God upon your life. So because the more of it you have and you understand, the more you enjoy that God. And that understanding will let you know that since this is limitless, it means if this brother receives something from God, it doesn't stop this brother from receiving something from God, and it doesn't stop this other person from receiving, as we are all many here. Imagine in the old world today, calling the name of Jesus, and God is blessing his children, and God never run out. Never run out. <laughs> Have you heard God telling you that, my son, I've heard your prayer. Can you give me five days to make provision? Because I've blessed someone in, in, in Cameroon. I just blessed someone in Australia. I just blessed someone. Have you heard that? <laughs> Limitless provision and all the possibilities that are in God, that are made available through the Lord Jesus Christ unto us, the grace of God. God can never be depleted. There is no depletion in his economy. That is your father. So it means the blessings of God that the grace of God brought upon your life has no limit. I'm telling you, God will not say that hey, it's not only you now. You just received something last week. Can you wait a little bit? Let me bless someone else. <laughs> this is not our God. Praise the Lord. That should make you feel good. As a partaker of the grace of God, that 
it is no limit of what God can do in your life. And as God is doing in your life, you see what he's doing in somebody else's life because of that understanding of the limitless provision and the possibilities of God, you will, uh, there will be no jealousy. Thinking, hmm, God, why did you give, it, give that to him first? You know, what, what, what am I going to get now? Your own is right here. By the time God shows up in your own case, it's even different from the person that just gave a testimony. <laughs> and all you will say is, Wow. Have you experienced a miracle of God where when they give you microphone to talk about it, you just gone dump totally. You, you don't know what to say. You receive the mic and you're like, ha. everybody clapping, praise the Lord. Now, they want you to talk again. Wow. The wow is God himself. Because when he shows up, in your situation, when his grace is revealed over your life, it's different from what you experienced last year. It's different from what you experienced five years ago. It's different from what somebody shared a year ago. You will not, you will just be like, wow, God, how do you sit down and just plan this? Awesome, God. The book of James chapter 1, verse 17 in New Living Translation, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father. Everybody say good and perfect. <laughs> Which one you don't want out of the two? <laughs> you want to choose good and don't want perfect? Or you want perfect, don't want the good? But you want both. Good and perfect gift comes from God, our Father, who created all the lights in heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. This is the grace of God. Good and perfect. Good and perfect. Good and perfect. Every good and perfect comes from God. See, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, antiquity. I want us to read it. And let's read it together. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our already. Do you know what it means to lavish? <laughs> I was telling somebody one day, I said, you are not rich. You lost $100 and you, you drove your whole family crazy. Eh? That who took money here? This money is missing. If you are really rich, will you take note of $100 is missing? And the moving table, the moving, you calling everybody, you did you take it? You did you take it? You gather your, you summon all your family together. That you better tell the truth. I will take out the Bible. You better tell, oh, you are not rich. Am I saying the truth? If you are rich, <laughs> they will take it. You won't even feel it because it's, it keeps reproducing. You, it, you keep, oh man, the grace of God. The good news of the grace of God. And that is the level God wants us to get to. 
that something happened, you will feel. No, you, should, you can't feel it because the, you have been lavished. Lavished. Everybody say lavish. Lavished. Gift. Gift is a gift that you did not pay for. The giver chose to give it to you. And God chose to lavish upon us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. This is grace of God. The grace. So that's why I'm saying that. I want to take us further. It's all still talking about unmerited favor. But we have to expand it more. The entire, brethren, the entire embodiment of all the spiritual blessings that reside in heavenly places. Can you imagine? All, the entire embodiment of all the spiritual blessings that reside in heavenly places in Christ is called the grace of God. So when you know that the grace of God is upon you, huh? It means you carry, you are a carrier, a vehicle of all the heavenly blessings. <laughs> all the blessings embodied in the person of God. You are the carrier. Thank God for the grace of God. So that is why Jesus Christ is the only door for men to access the genuine grace of God. It's only Jesus. So it's not about you are gentle, you are nice, you have the access. No, you have Jesus as, as your Lord and Savior. Number two definition. I would give us just two, the way I want to just put it. The spiritual empowerment that results from the consciousness, the spiritual empowerment, spiritual, take note of that keyword, spiritual empowerment that results from the consciousness of God is infinitely limitless. And this consciousness that Everything that you need for life and godliness comes from God. That consciousness is the grace of God. Spiritual empowerment. There is an empowerment, brethren, that comes from the understanding of whom you think God is, what you believe God is. When you have this understanding, it brings a spiritual empowerment upon you for you to actually realize what that grace has brought upon you. Are you with me? Let me say it this way. If you believe that God is a healer, right? When that thing click in you, it's not just, I'm not talking of confessing it. God my healer, God my healer. God is it goes beyond confessing. When that understanding actually click, depending on what you believe God is, whether you said he is a lifter, is your provider, is now let's say God is your healer, and that that word really comes to you with 
understanding and the acceptance. The moment the understanding really click in you, there is an empowerment that follows it for that healing to happen in your life. So the understanding matters. That is why you need to understand that consciousness has to be there. The moment the consciousness is there, that God is infinitely limitless, it comes with an empowerment. Everybody shout empowerment. I call it spiritual empowerment. When the empowerment comes, brethren, it starts teaching you in line of that thing that you believe. See, God doesn't do magic. You're not just going to wake up and just see a bracacada. You just see money in your account, millions of dollars. And you come to share testimony. They are looking for you soon. <laughs> I'm telling you the honest truth. <laughs> and in this America, they will trace you. <laughs> you better hurry up and give it back. That I don't know what happened. I don't know a mistake because they will trace. Don't say, come and join me, sing hallelujah. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you have the understanding that God is your, oh, God is your provider, right? When, that God is your source. When that understanding comes and click, it comes with an empowerment. And that empowerment is going to begin to teach you. It's going to begin to guide you. It's going to begin to take you through. Do this. Open this. Start this. Talk to this person. Read this book. Go here. It will take you through that journey for you to land in that thing that you believe. Because the empowerment has come upon you. See, the will is you. The empowerment is God. The willingness is you. You must get it. I beg you. If you are in church and somebody is talking to you, tell them. You see how Jesus told Peter, get thee behind me, devil. Because you don't know what God is doing at that time. It is not that person, the devil. But the devil is using somebody closer. Because you need to pay attention because you never know when God will just make the light to shine upon the world that you are receiving. And that is the key. That is the key. Coming to church is not a social gathering. Now let's just go and miss that sister. Ah, hey, well, that sister cannot meet your need. You will greet that sister after service. You guys can stay in the parking lot until tomorrow. I'm telling you, it's fine. But when it is time to receive from him and he is in his temple going, looking for the heart that is ready to receive. The heart that is ready to receive. And as you pay attention, he's visiting you, doing reconstructioning, doing remodeling transplanting, uprooting, doing all manner of stuff in you that you need. Spiritual empowerment. See, grace is just beyond just taking it as unmerited favor. You need to understand the full meaning of the grace of God. 
so that you can enjoy the blessings that is in all grace of God. You know, grace has dimension. That is why you see in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it says, the God of all grace. But we're not going there. The, emp the spiritual empowerment is very, very important. So the consciousness is important, brethren. So when that empowerment comes upon you, it will begin to teach you in line of that consciousness that you receive. So because grace can teach, it opens your eyes. It takes you through. It's not something you learn in college. It's something that God imparts and releases upon you. Takes, takes your journey with the Lord very serious. Don't just do shush. Don't just do shush. No. After many years, come on. There should be a difference. Because see that act of Apostle chapter 20, 24 that we read. You have mission to fulfill. And until you are the Bible, the example that people can see, you have nothing to preach. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> One time we were going for evangelism. I was young then, little. So we got to this man. It's like. I said, we're here, sir, to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to you. He said, you, you, are, how old are you? I said, sir, it's not about the age. How old are you? I told him, he said, you're supposed to be in college. You're supposed to be in school. You're going all around on the street. He's talking from his own understanding. The people in the world want to see something in you, really. That will make them to believe even the word of your mouth. So we have to enjoy the grace in its fullness. So that we'll be able to extend it to others. You standing alone is a testimony. By the time you are speaking, they can relate with what you are saying. They can see in you, your God of action indeed. Praise God. Second Kings chapter 4, we're going to read some story here. You know, this is church. We are studying the Bible together. So we will read it together, right? Yes, are you here? Are you happy to read with me? Let's read it together. Second Kings chapter 1 from verses 1 through 7 in NLT. One day, the widow of a member of the group, is that NLT? The widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. My husband was good, was so committed. He was dwelling in the house of the Lord all the time. But now a creditor has come. You see grace right here. Just watch. The creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me what do you have in the house? 
I'm telling you, when the consciousness, it starts with the consciousness first, brethren. The moment you have that awareness, the moment you have that understanding, you know, you can be living with the ark of God in your house and you don't know for years until when there is revelation, <laughs> the grace of God. When the, when the consciousness comes, the enlightenment comes, that is the revelation of God, you have a breakthrough. What do you have in the house? What did she say? Nothing at all. God has not blessed me. I'm still praying. I'm still fasting. Don't you say that? And he has given you something. Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. He, she did not even recognize that as anything. And the oil has been there. Listen, until you have the consciousness, what God has given you will not be activated. It, it, you will not see the fullness of what God has given you. So I want you to really pay attention. She replied, verse 3. And Elisha said, Listen, you don't need more oil. You need what? Borrow many empty jars as you can. <laughs> the limitless power, provision of God. As you can. She did not, he did not say 100, 200. That is, if you can get 1,000, good for you. God is ready for you. If you can get 5,000, God is ready for you. If you can get 20,000, it depends on your understanding and your ability to go. Amen? That is why the understanding is better. It's important. That is why you can see that the grace takes some people to 11 miles. It takes some people to 20 miles. It takes some people to 100 miles. It depends on you. Be ready. Men of Fountain of the Living World Church, I want to challenge you today that your family is waiting for you. It's all on you. Be ready to embrace the fullness of the grace of God and let God take you out of the box. It is time to get out of her belief so. I recite it. No, it is time to really act. Because grace and faith has to do with action. Yes. Borrow as many empty jars as you can. Don't forget she has little oil. From your friends and your neighbors. The further you can go, the more the blessings. Then go into your house with your son. Shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Continue. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars. Some keep on bringing until they run out of jars, then the oil stop. Did you see something right there? Are you ready to grow in your grace so that you can really expand? 
Because you have to grow in your grace. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There, there's no more jar, mommy. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. Stop flowing. See the grace of God. God can bless your husband, bless your wife, bless your children, bless your grandkids, and he's still not running until when you have no more room. <laughs> it's you. Until when you have no, he's never tired and he's never done. What have you seen that you say, hey, I've never seen this God. He is not done yet. He's just showing you preamble of whom he is. Verse 7. Now, oh, sorry, verse 6. Let's read that verse 6. Soon every container was full to, <laughs> to the brim. Bring me another, she said. No, there are, there are no more, no more. He told her. Then the olive stopped flowing. Verse 7. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell. Did you see how God blessed? <laughs> did you see she did work? You must be ready to work. You can't just I have the grace of God. Everybody is hearing your testimony. I have the grace of God. It's time for you to work so that that grace, <laughs> that grace can be fulfilled. What, that, what God has sent that grace upon you for. Now sell the olive oil and pay all your debt and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Brethren, let me tell you something. The oil actually had the ability to solve the woman's problem, but the oil could not multiply itself on its own. Did you understand what I say? The oil could not multiply itself. There was something the woman had to do to release the potential of the oil to, inc to increase, to multiply. There is something you have to do. The oil has been in a house all this while. Maybe what is holding the manifestation of the grace of God upon you is your action. You need the consciousness so that the empowerment can come upon you. When the empowerment comes, it comes with revelation. Because it will take you through what you have to do. You cannot just pick and choose what you want to do. No, it comes with instruction. It comes with instruction. That's why a lot of people don't, don't get it. There is something you have to do to release the potential of God's blessings upon your life. So your participation is very necessary, brethren, to carry out what the grace of God has brought upon you for productive result. Your participation is very, very... The grace has been waiting for your participation. Yes. The grace has been waiting for your participation. You had prayed. You had fasted. God has spoken to you. It is true. That is where knowledge is very, very important. There is always condition. If you look at all of God's blessings, there is always condition 
That is why you, I say you don't choose what you want to do. You find out what you have to do. You find out what you have to do. See, finding out is the part we don't want to do. We like to take shortcuts. We like to take it easy. We want somebody to do it. It's a sacrifice. Don't give up in doing your part so that you can see the potential of God's blessings upon you. Let me tell you this, brethren. Faith is acting based on the condition tied to the promise given to you. Let me say it again. Faith. Faith is, faith is not just moving. Because you can just be acting in a wrong direction. Faith is acting based on the condition tied to the promise given to you. So you have to understand, understand it, understand it, understand it. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 2. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently, diligently, there is always instruction as to what he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it, and when he wants us to do it, and where he wants us to do it. When you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe, did you see that? Observe, to observe carefully. Observe carefully all his commandment, which I command you today. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because why? Can we say it again? You obey the voice of the Lord your God. Every time God speaks, listen brethren, every time God speaks, there is always the grace to make it happen is available whenever God speaks. But you are to discover the condition that activates the fulfillment of that grace. You have to discover it. It is you. It is you. That is why, see, grace doesn't teach laziness. No. You have work to do. Some things will require you. When everybody is snoring, you are up. I'm telling you, some things will require you pulling yourself off away from what people consider enjoyment because there is season for everything. Depending on what God is telling you, some things require you self-discipline. There are things you need to do because when God speaks, the grace is released and the grace is there hanging, waiting for your participation. Let's read Genesis chapter 22. You remember the story of Abraham and Isaac. You know how long it took Abraham to have this boy. <laughs> we all know the story. Brethren, say the truth. Say the truth. We all know the story 
how it took, it got to the point, self, that Sarah had lost hope. After killing a whole cow for three men and they're done eating, Sarah considered them as being full. They have been belly full with meat. That's why they are saying by this time next year, you, <laughs> she was like, it's not your fault. You people just ate meat. <laughs> she couldn't believe what they said. She thought it's because she took care of them. You know, sometimes when you eat, oh, if you're not careful, you will say some things that you don't really. <laughs> food is powerful. You want to take some people, give them food. I'm telling you, you will hear story from their mouth. Things that can never just come out easily <laughs> will come out. By the time they see the table you made, all manner of orishirishi, and they'll be like, wow, today is today. My, my sister, you are good. In fact, you are wonderful. In fact, God, you are a God saint. They will start praising you because you had brought satisfaction. up. So that was what Sarah considered. He thought that, she thought that was what happened. You know what she was doing? Laughing. <laughs> These people, they don't know anything. They don't know my age. I don't even know the last time I experienced what is called menstruation. They are talking this time next year. And they knew. Sarah, are you laughing? You know what she said? No. Before God and man, no. I wasn't laughing. <laughs> okay, because you laugh. Because you laugh. That child... Shall be called what? Do you want to laugh? Who wants to laugh? Okay, laugh now. <laughs> and because you laugh, God will make your testimony to be so. In Jesus' name. Okay, you didn't laugh before. Now you want to laugh. Wait, next time. <laughs> Take your son. See that. Your only son. Yes, Isaac. Don't you see that this God is funny? Did you notice something right there? Okay, God is not done. Let's read it together. Take your son. Your only son. Yes, Isaac. Whom you love so much. Did you see those things? <laughs> After waiting for years. <laughs> see, his ways are not your ways. Spiritual empowerment. It doesn't go in with your own calculation. Abraham didn't know that God had a way. He didn't know that God had made a provision. Limitless, limitless provision. All possibilities are in him. Take that, your son. Go to the land, Moria. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. See what it is. I believe, the Bible didn't say it, but as a reader of the Bible, I believe that he must have told Sarah something. Because to tell a mother, after waiting for years, that God said, 
I should take this our son <laughs> to go and kill him <laughs> as a sacrifice. Isn't that tough to hear? The next morning, not a week after, see Abraham. The next morning, see Abraham had the consciousness of whom God is as God of provider that provides even when there is no evidence, even when there is no idea of whether it has been provided or not. Abraham knew whom God is when you have the consciousness acting will not be difficult for you. You will not hesitate. The next morning, Abraham got up Early, early, <laughs> he saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped the wood for a fire, for a burnt offering, and set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Yes, stay here with the donkey. Abraham told the servant, he, to, he removed barriers hindrances, obstacles, people that can discourage his faith. Stay here. The boy and I will travel a little further. You know why he did that? God did not say, take your son and your servant. God said, take your son. So he told the servant, stay here. Me and the boy will travel a little further. We will worship there. And then we will. Did you see that? We, it is a high will come back. Did you see faith? Action. That's the grace. The spiritual empowerment has come upon Abraham. He realized that when God speaks, he knows what he is doing. He's not going to figure it out. We will come right back. Next. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulder. <laughs> While he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together. So as the two of them walked on together. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep. Can you say that with me? God will provide. Can you say it with confidence? God Will. Even when I don't see you, you working. <laughs> Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop. You never stop working. You think on your case it will now stop? Even when you don't feel it. Even when you don't feel it. It's not about seeing. It's not about feeling, it's about what it says. <laughs>
Abraham answered. And they, they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him. See how he followed, obeyed carefully. You remember carefully in the book of Deuteronomy? Don't do it halfway. Carefully. Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied. Oh, Jesus. He tied the son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, at that moment, at that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy. Do not hurt him in any way. For now, I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me, even your son, your only son. Incredible God. Then Abraham looked up. <laughs> looked up. Can you look up? That is God. He makes a way. The moment you obey, he will show up. When you do the natural, he will do the supernatural. That is your God. Abraham looked up. The moment he looked up, because there was God of action right there. You had obeyed. You have done your own. It's my turn. The moment he looked up, he saw a ram caught by its horn in a ticket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of Isaac. Brethren, faith is not saying what God has said. Are you with me? Faith is not saying what God has said. You can continue to say it and say it and recite it every single morning. It goes beyond that. Faith is doing what God has said. Do you understand the difference? Don't let us stop on one. It is two step. You say it because when you say it, you honor that word. But then you must do what that word says for you to do. Taking action means participating with the grace to bring fulfillment. It's important you take action. Until you take action, you are not participating yet. You can continue to say, you will be there and be saying the promise of God for years. You need to do, after finding out what you have to do. Grace is activated, brethren, through knowledge that leads to obedience. When you have the knowledge of what God wants you to do, you will obey. You activate the grace of God to bring to fulfillment what God has spoken to you about. It is at 
that point of, of, of your obedience that the potential of the grace is released until you obey. It is at that point. We are not reading it, but you remember the story now. Act of Apostles, chapter 3, 1 to 8, the layman and all that. Even after Peter said in Jesus' name, that is what I have. Rise up and walk. Did you see his action? Peter did not wait for the man. <laughs> he moved. He acted. He grabbed him and lifted. Until he did that, the power to walk was not upon that man. To come to action, to, to come to, material, to, to, to materialize. I want to read something before we close. First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 in TPT. Right? But God's amazing grace had made me who I am. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, I worked harder than all the rest. See, despite the grace, Apostle Paul is saying here, I'm not just taking the grace of God in vain. When you fail to act, you are wasting the grace of God. The grace is just there waiting. It's not going to go. It's there waiting. You have to work. It is by the grace of God, thank God. But I am laboring so not to make the grace in vain. Grace is not a license for laziness. I've said it before, brethren. Don't say I have the grace of God. You guys don't know anything. Wait, just give me, give, give, give my God five more years. Really? And you are not doing what you're supposed to do? Because the grace of God is there doesn't mean that you will fold your hand. There is always something to do to rise, brethren. There is always something. You have to be ready to be diligent. See, diligence is very important. It takes commitment to be diligent, really. A lazy Christian, you know what a lazy Christian will say? I will take it, God, if you give it to me. I will take it if you give it to me. Listen to what God will tell a lazy Christian. You will have it if you take it. Did you see the difference? I will take it if you give it to me. And God is saying, you will have it if you take it. You know why God is saying that? Because he already given it to you. <laughs> you cannot expect God to do his part and your part. You have part to play. You can make the grace of God to be in vain if you are lazy. Some people can't even spend time to search, to dig into the word of God, to understand what God showed them in a revelation. They can't take the time. You are not diligent enough. If it takes you waking up, you will wake up. 
If it takes you taking the journey, you will take the journey. You cannot see yourself as a, a managing director or God wants you to start a business. You cannot even take the time to begin to study, to read about that business. It takes effort for the grace of God, for that potential to be released. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine: if you see a diligent man, if you see a diligent man, right, he will not work with ordinary man. Mm-mm. You see somebody that is very skillful, hardworking, oh, their class is level, their level is different. Their level is different. The good news of the grace of God. I want you to understand that aspect of the spiritual empowerment after receiving the grace of God that brought us, into, uh, brought us salvation because we need to take a further journey from there so that our life will progress. Then we will now be bold enough and our life will be a testimony to tell others. That is when we can live a life of fulfillment to witness unto others, to talk to them about whom God is. Be ready to pay the price. Be ready to take action. Be ready to do all that is important for you to do. God will even give you a scripture to read. You won't even, for a whole week, you won't even take time to dwell on it. You're busy. Can you understand that? What are you busy with? You will spend time you will spend time. And the more you spend time, don't you see Jesus of Nazareth, Savior of the old world, after meeting with people, after teaching and all that, he will take time and disappear. Alone with the Father. To study more, to communicate more, to spend time. Don't let your spending time with your God be only on Sunday when you come to church. Don't let it be. Only on Sunday. That is, some people don't even, they don't even remember to sing no song at all the whole week until next Sunday when they join praise and worship. Eh? What goes on in your heart? Where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> and you have his presence with you throughout and he's waiting for you. Mark 16 verse 17. The Bible says, and these signs will follow who those who believe. See the word follow means you are walking, you are working, you are moving, you are taking steps, you are not hiding. The signs cannot follow if you are stationary. The signs will follow, that is will accompany. These signs will follow those who believe. Brethren, the grace of God does not make things easy. The grace of God makes things possible. Bow down your heads and talk to God. You need that spiritual empowerment. You need it. The ability is there to make it possible for you. Don't just look for 
to make it easy. It goes beyond that. It's possible. Lord, I receive your strength. I receive the spiritual empowerment to go with the word of the grace you had released upon my life. To activate the grace of God in me so that there will be fulfillment of your promise.